you need to jump in there and start it yourself. And that is a huge part of what I talk about. You know, we're not waiting around for decision makers or labels or anybody to say, okay, now you have a music career. You're going out and getting it for yourself. It's not just jumping in and starting. It's having that work ethic to see it through. I think sometimes we get really excited about our idea and we do get out there and we start, you know, promoting it and all that stuff. But then when it gets hard, when it doesn't get traction right away, then we give up. And so it's so important to have that work ethic. Welcome to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast with Bree Noble. Bree is a musician, entrepreneur, speaker, and founder of Women of Substance Music Radio and Podcast. Bree's interviews with successful female musicians and industry pros are both inspirational and informational. She also answers your questions about the music business. Bree is on a mission to help you create great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business, and to truly become a female entrepreneur musician. Hey, hey, this is Bree Noble, and I am so glad you're tuned in to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast today, where we talk about making great music, connecting with your audience, and growing your business. And today, we are talking about entrepreneurship for musicians. So one big thing for me in my platform is that you as musicians are business people, and you are entrepreneurs. You are running your own small business. And so I want to kind of go over what makes a successful entrepreneur so you can see whether you're actually doing that in your business and what areas you need to work on. So I'm going to talk about the qualities of a successful entrepreneur and how that fits into being a musician. And then we'll talk about whether you think, you know, where you are in all those different qualities, whether you have those naturally, whether there's something you need to work on, whether you need to get some help in that area. Great to see all of you guys here today. So let us jump into this conversation about entrepreneurship and whether, you know, kind of help us decide whether we're acting like entrepreneurs or not. Okay. So the first thing when it comes to entrepreneurship is that you really need to have passion and creativity. And (laughs) that's something that's easy for us as musicians, right? I think we all already have that. So it's not an issue for us, thank goodness. Um, Sometimes it is that issue for business people because they're just more like regimented and, um, you know, maybe just more in it for the money or whatever. But that is not an issue for us because we have just this natural inborn feeling that we want to share our music with other people. We want to, um, you know, impart a message. We want to just really deliver, you know, something that's artistic and that people love. And so we are already there. I mean, if, if if none of you guys are, if you guys aren't passionate and creative, then you probably shouldn't be a musician. (laughs) So don't worry about number one, you've got it, right? But the second one is that you need to be confident in your abilities and your um, ideas and your product. So as musicians, if we are not confident in our musical abilities, in our ability to impart our message on stage, Um, our ability to do well in the studio, 
And then if we don't have a great belief in, you know, what we are doing as musicians and the product that we've created, you know, if we've gone into the studio and created an album, you know, I know Carlene just released her album and I bet she's so proud of what she's putting out because she put a lot of work into it. And, you know, um, Wanda is creating a um, signature concert and she is, I'm sure, so proud of what she's created in that program. Otherwise, we can't go out and promote that, right? So we absolutely have to be proud and confident of what we have. If we don't have that, we have to work on that because if we're not backed by that confidence and that drive, then we won't succeed. Nobody else can, can replace that for us. That's something that we have to have intrinsically. So make sure that you have that. And if you don't, you need to go, you need to work on it. You need to maybe get some, you know, feedback on your music and figure out how you can improve. You know, some of my students in the academy have been talking about how they've done some concerts to get feedback and really be able to to find out what they're doing well and what they can improve on so they can create a really fantastic program and feel super confident going out there and pitching it to people. And that's where you need to be. You need to have that self-confidence. And then kind of going along with that is you need to absolutely be a self-starter. I mean, if, if you think entrepreneur, like the first thing you think of is self-starter, right? There, nobody else is going to hand them anything. You need to jump in there and start it yourself. And that is a huge part of what I talk about. You know, we're not waiting around for decision makers or labels or anybody to say, okay, now you have a music career. You're going out and getting it for yourself. Um, and on, and it's not just jumping in and starting, it's having that work ethic to see it through. So um, I think sometimes we get really excited about our d- idea and we do get out there and we start, you know, promoting it and all that stuff. But then when it gets hard, when it doesn't get traction right away, then we give up. And so it's so important to have that work ethic. I mean, just for an example, like for me in this, this pursuit of helping female musicians, this has been a super long journey for me. You know, Women of Substance has been growing for 11 years. And the female entrepreneur musician, I started in 2015, and we are coming up on our three-year anniversary of the Academy. And the Academy is not everything that I want it to be yet, but it is so much more amazing than it was in 2015 when we first started. And had, you know, when I first started it, we had a very small number of founders and, you know, people loved it, but it wasn't growing like I wanted. And I could have easily given up and said, oh, I guess this just isn't catching on. And, you know, maybe I should just try something else. But instead, I kept with it and I kept, you know, putting stuff out there and helping people and everything to build it. And now it's to where it is today, but it's three years. And we see so many other musicians who are, they look like they have so much success, but we don't realize what has gone into that. We don't know how many years of struggle were behind that. And that's one reason I love doing interviews on my podcast, because it just goes to show how much work has gone into all this stuff that you see at the end result. You know, it's not about just jumping in and having immediate success that almost never happens. So we need to 
realize that there is going to be a lot of grinding sometimes, and we may feel like we want to give up. That's my favorite question to ask on the podcast. Talk about, tell us a story about a time when you felt like you were going to give up. You felt like you were just frustrated. Nothing was working. And how did you push through that? And what did you learn? That's my favorite question. Um, And some people, I get answers, everything from like, I feel like that daily Or, you know, I can think of a whole bunch of times or there was one specific time where actually I did give up, but then I, you know, the music pulled me back in because of my passion and creativity. So um, I think that's where you can maybe listen to stories of other artists and get inspired to push through and keep that work ethic. Okay. And going along with that again is uh, competitive nature and determination to succeed. And I think this is pretty pretty clear. And it goes along with all the other things I've been talking about um, along the way is that we just, we just have to believe we have to believe that we're going to succeed and we have to, you know, just stick to it. And we have to like being competitive is not bad. I always talk about, you know, there's healthy competition and we need to have that healthy competition in our world to push us forward, but we can't have so much competition that we feel like crappy about it. You know, we feel crappy about ourselves. So we need that good balance. So the next thing on this list of entrepreneur qualities that it's super important for us to have as musicians is um, to be able to take calculated risks. And it was important for me to put this in here because When you study entrepreneurship and when you think about entrepreneurs, you do think about the ability to take risks and it is something we need to do as musicians, but they need to be calculated risks. What I see all the time is musicians that, that, you know, like I kind of speak against, whereas they go out and they make this super expensive album and they don't have a following yet. And then they don't know how they're going to sell those albums when they're done and they've spent a lot of money, you know, that might pay off for them and maybe doing it once is a calculated risk, but doing that over and over again, which I see all the time, you know, Oh, that album didn't really catch. Oh, let's just make another album. Maybe this album will catch, you know, maybe this album will excite somebody in the industry and we'll get on a label and, you know, whatever it is that they want. Um, But if you've tried it and it didn't work, that's not a good calculated risk next time. What you need to do is focus on building your fan base. So, you know, having the knowledge of knowing what it's going to take to make that money back is then a good calculated risk if if you're ready and willing to do the work. So, for example, when I did my first album, even though I don't encourage people to make an album before they've built a fan base, you know, I didn't have this structure in place when I started either, which is why it's, it's something I recommend um, based upon, you know, not based upon what I did, but what I would do if I could go back. Um, But I did kind of, you know, look at it as a calculated risk because I had put the work in to figure out how I needed to book myself, what I needed to do to start building a fan base. And once I did that, I said, okay, I think I can go out there and make this album and spend $8,000 knowing that I can now go out and book some tours to get, you know, to make sales and make that money back. And so I had a plan. 
And that's what a calculated risk is. You need to have a plan in place of how you're going to make that money back. You know, when I, when I did the profitable musician summit, you know, I actually spent thousands of dollars on Facebook ads, but I knew that I could recoup that money because I was very confident in the product that I had. I, you know, had some research to know that people would want to, you know, get those interviews and use them. And so I felt like it was a calculated risk that I could take in putting that money into ads up front. So, you know, that's one of those things I talk to people about ads with, like, if you're going to do Facebook ads, you have to know that it's going to cost a good deal of money and you need to know what you're going to get out of that on the other end and whether that's a good risk or not, not just let me throw some money at this and hope that something happens. So that's what taking calculated risks is all about. And I, it was important for me to mention that because I think musicians are a little bit too, either they're way, like way too far on this end or they're taking risks that they shouldn't take and they haven't even thought about it, or they're so risk averse that they don't do anything and they don't spend any money on their music. And then they don't get anywhere because, you know, as they say, like it takes money to make money. And it is, it is unfortunately very true. Um, But you need to understand where you should be spending your money. Don't throw a bunch of money at a PR agent or at a radio promoter or anything Um, creating an album like super expensively when you haven't built a fan base, you need to, to think these things out, make plans and take calculated risks. But I just see musicians too often saying, well, I don't have a way to make money, so I can't spend money. And most of the time, unless you spend a little money, you're not going to have a way to make money. You know, you can't start putting yourself out there as a musician if you haven't spent a little money on a website and some headshots and, um, you know, uh, things help, help if you need help writing your bio or whatever it is, things that you need and training, you know, like places like the Female Musician Academy or other courses, training that you need to know how to do these things. That is just some money you're going to have to spend up front. So don't be so risk averse averse that you don't invest in yourself. Okay, so next is, and this is obviously one of my favorite topics, organization and planning and all that stuff is a huge thing on my part, you know, and consistency. And that is what I try to really, really focus on in the academy and with all my goal setting activities and it's just, it's so important for moving forward. And I will say that a lot of entrepreneurs don't have this. And that's why I work on it so hard in with the Academy members and other people that come to me for help. Goal setting is not natural a lot of times to creatives, to entrepreneurs, because we are the, that scattered creative mentality um, we're not as good at it. So you all, you all know, you ladies know how much I focus on this and it is important. And many of you are working on this because it doesn't come natural. So I did want to mention that, um, a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with this and they either teach themselves to organize their chaos or they get somebody to help them be more organized. And you can go either direction on that. But um, as solopreneurs, I recommend that you 
right now, just learn how to be a goal setter and how to be consistent. Okay. And the last thing is people skills and relationship building. Um, This is super important, but I want to stress here, you don't have to be an extrovert. A lot of very successful entrepreneurs are not extroverts. You just have to learn how to do this relationship building in a way that makes you feel comfortable. You know, find places where you do feel comfortable getting out of your comfort zone and, and getting out of your shell. You know, that's why I love communities like the Female Musician Academy, because we all know each other a little bit more and we feel more comfortable around each other. And so we're more likely to, you know, post questions and and stuff like that because we're in a group where we feel comfortable and we're not necessarily putting ourselves out there so much that makes us feel out of our comfort zone. So find a group that you feel really comfortable with and get used to relationship building there, and then you can expand outward. Um, But you do need to be able to do that. And you do need to have people skills in order to, you know, deal with interviews and um, talk in front of your audience and all those things. So if they're not, that doesn't come naturally to you, you should go out and get some training in that area. You should get some practice. That's why I recommend like open mics and free gigs. You can practice your onstage presence. Um, you can, you know, have a friend interviewed you to get some practice for interviews. You could do things like Toastmasters. Um, those are all really valuable ways to get better in this area. Um, so what can we do if we don't have these skills and all the qualities that I mentioned? Some of them are just natural qualities that we have, right? Um, I would say, you know, for me, I'm naturally creative. I'm not naturally organized, but I've kind of learned to be naturally organized. I'm definitely very naturally competitive. It's a type A personality kind of thing. Um, I think I've had to work on the confidence and like strong belief in what I have to offer, that kind of stuff. I think that's been the area that I've had to work on the most out of all of these things. Um, and, and people skills, like I'm naturally a people person, but I definitely have had to work on my people skills. And over the years, I've definitely had to work on my ability to speak in front of people and stuff like that. So none of us are going to have all of these things naturally. Some of them do come naturally to us and some of them we have to work on. So either you can specifically try to work on these things that are not working for you naturally by, you know, having a mentor, um, you know, just working with some peers that, you know, are good at these things, asking advice, uh, taking specific courses in those areas. Um, you know, you can always just get training that way, or, you know, as you grow as a musician, you can get help and you can seek, seek help with people that fill in these gaps for you. Um, You can get people on your team, whether they're a volunteer or somebody that you pay that are good at these things. You know, if you're just helplessly, hopelessly unorganized and you've tried, um, I'd say the first thing I would do is hire, you know, a virtual assistant that can get you organized, that has those natural skills. Um, So, you know, for something like that, you can hire people to help you in those areas um, but you can't hire somebody to help you be more confident. I mean, you can you can take a course 
and you can do some practice things that can help you. But those are things that are internal that you have to work on um, within yourself to, to be better at them in order to be a successful entrepreneur as a musician. So I just want to ask you, like, what are the things that you want to work on first out of all of these things? What um, do you think maybe you need the most work on or that you realize, you know, you're kind of close, but you have a little bit of work to do on that. So maybe you'll tackle that thing first and, um, and then go on to the next thing that you might need work on. And, you know, one reason I'm doing this topic is because I am doing my uh, Musician's Profit Path masterclass coming up again this Thursday. And any of you that have not been to that or are interested in going to it again, any of you that are in the academy already have access to that and you're already working the, st- the stages. But if you are uh, watching this and you're interested in getting into like what the five stages of music career growth are and knowing what you should be doing along the way, in order to move forward in those stages, you know, those are all the things that you do day to day to act like an entrepreneur as a musician. So if you're interested in coming to that this Thursday, it's, um, it's uh, musiciansprofitpath.com. You can go there and you can sign up to join me for the uh, masterclass on Thursday. I just want to see what everybody's saying. Carlene says, I need to make a weekly schedule and stick to it with the calendar like you taught us on day one. Yes. And that's where I think you can use what I talked about last week with the three things a day. Um, I would, to start out, I would put those maybe even directly on your calendar at the beginning of the week, come up with three things a day for the whole week. Catherine says, I struggle with people skills, but have gotten much better over the years. So Catherine teaches students. So I bet you just having students all the time has improved your, your people skills naturally, which is great. Um, But yeah, I think we all, we all can use improvement with people skills, whether it's in front of a huge audience or one-to-one. I remember when I was performing a lot, I could talk about anything in front of a huge audience but I felt super shy talking one-to-one, which I thought was so interesting. (laughs) It's funny that I can tell the world like some intimate parts of myself, but then talking one-on-one with, with people that came up to me after the show is uncomfortable. Maybe you guys can relate to that. Um, it, It seems like such a weird, a weird thing, but I think as musicians that can happen. Um, let's see. Carol says definitely still need, some work with organizing, um, especially the being consistent part. This reminds us to keep on track. Yes. Um, Yeah, the consistency. A lot of times, you know, we have the work ethic, but we just don't know what we should be doing every day. And that's where the planning comes in. So we can stay consistent. I test high on the introverts. That is crazy, Carlene. That's so I that. I am so surprised sometimes with people that test high on the introvert scale, but I think we're just, we're confused about what an introvert is. And I know because my husband's an introvert, my daughter's an introvert. It's not that they don't like to talk. (laughs) It's that it's where they um, get their energy. And, you know, for introverts, they get tired 
talking with people a lot and they need to regenerate. Whereas extroverts just get energy from people. They just get fired up. And that's how I am. Like coming on this, this live stream, I get energy from this because even though I'm not talking to you face to face, I am having a conversation with you and it just fuels my energy. Whereas, you know, my husband will come home from a day of teaching and be exhausted because he's been around people all day. We're much more comfortable at a distance. Interesting. So Carlene is saying that my ability to talk in front of an entire audience of people versus feeling less comfortable one-on-one is introversion. So maybe I, I believe that I am right on the borderline. I think I'm probably leaning toward extrovert, but when I've taken the test, I was on the borderline, borderline E. They told us introversion is where we are most comfortable, not what we exhibit. And yes, we need recharging. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's why I think I'm on the borderline because I really do love to be recharged. I love to be alone and it does recharge me, but I also get very charged up being around people. So it's interesting how that all works. Well, thank you guys so much for showing up. I am going to go and enjoy my run. It is just a beautiful day here. And I hope you guys enjoy your day as well. Whether you have a holiday or it's a regular Monday, just pretend it's a holiday and enjoy your Monday if you don't get one. And um, thanks again for showing up for Indie Interactive. I always appreciate you guys. We'll be back next week. And again, if you want to join me for the Musician's Profit Path, it's musiciansprofitpath.com. Now go out and make great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business. Female Entrepreneur Musician has been brought to you by femusician.com and femalemusicianacademy.com. With editing by Jen Eads of 317 Sound Design and music by Stella Ronson.